we are squawking dead. And uh, just to let you guys know, I turned 40 uh, during our last stream last Friday. And it was kind of interesting because I, I, we'd gone on and on. We had a really full show with everybody participating. And I got off the show and I was like chatting with a couple people, you know, after the show. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on, guys. I, I just turned 40. This is kind of weird. Uh, I've got a special guest, <laughs> somebody who we all know and love, who've whom I know some of you have been asking about. Like, when is she coming back? When is she? We miss her. And, uh... I doubt that. Carol, no! This is Dave's baby. I am... (laughs) I am here as a... As a guest participant. She's a guest host. Host. I'm a guest. Host with the most. Um, But yeah, she's here. Hey! Your your prayers have been answered. (laughs) So... Stop being humble. You little humble brag. (laughs) My gosh. And uh, yeah, so we we have a very uh, wonderful episode ahead of us. Um, I mean, according to some people, I'm one of them. I don't mm-hmm. know how Carol feels about this episode. I thought Let's... it was very good. Yeah, I thought that's... it was a really good episode. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, a lot of people um, initially, at, at the very least, got the hint that like uh, that, that you know they were not pleased with Henry, to say the no, least. But I mean, he's a teenage boy, so I mean, I think that's to be expected he's not going to be wise beyond his years it's not going to happen yeah he kind of played his role his his age right yeah i mean he he played his age you know he to me it was expected you know he's not necessarily the most likable character but it is what it is i mean like it he he works for what his purpose is there at that moment so it's fine yeah exactly he, yeah he's he, he's playing the role he's meant to play on right. the show mm-hmm. you know no doubt about it yeah no absolutely so I wasn't really bothered by it because I kind of felt it was expected behavior. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, one of the fans of the show and uh, just a, like a cosplayer friend and uh, Jessica basically said that um, you know what would have happened if um, Carl didn't leave the show, we'd be all we'd all be saying or people would be saying the same thing about Carl, like how yeah. naive and, and whatnot. And mm-hmm. she's like, she's like, I'm almost glad he's not around for the storyline so that he doesn't get the hate. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, he would have been the same. He would have been doing the same thing. His character, so. It could have been anybody. It could have been. It would have been him. It would have been Henry. It would have been you know the same kind of behavior. So whoever would have been, we would have been like saying the same thing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you, stupid kid? Don't you know better? Teenager, just acting like a typical teenager. So, which is annoying. (laughs) Exactly, typical teenager acting annoying. Lydia ain't ain't no better, you know. Well, though she's had a little training slash, you know, Stockholm syndrome. So, yeah, (laughs) she's got a lot of training, quote unquote. Mm. Um, But yeah, everybody say hi to Carol first. (laughs) 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 Oh, actually, before I go on, what really, really helps the show, and I'm kind of glad the Instagram stream is it's there. I can't see you, but it's there. Um, uh, But what's really good is uh, you guys coming on the uh, mostly YouTube screen. So thank you. Like and eventually comment. (laughs) Subscribe if you haven't already. That would be great. It really, really helps us. And I appreciate you guys coming on. Everybody's saying hi to you, Carol. They miss you. They love you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it really, really helps the show. So, and uh, if you can take a moment to check out the new website design, Um, it's not really that new. We we just rearranged some of the icons and stuff like that. So it's a little easier to find and listen to us and, and watch us if you want to. 
Um, and uh, I guess if you could spare uh, a rating on uh, the iTunes and, uh, you know, the Stitcher. I mean, which Stitcher is really difficult to do. I mean, if you can brave it, do it. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And with that, yeah. choose your path, Carol. This is a choose your own adventure podcast. Hmm. How great. How lucky are we? Yeah. Um, so should we just start at the beginning then? Like the, the, I mean... I guess a lot of this is the backstory of Lydia and Alpha. I think it was cool to see like the early days of the apocalypse again. You haven't really gotten a chance to see this since like eight seasons ago. So that was kind of like a blast from the past. Um, but I thought it was cool the way they kind of kept you off your toes that you weren't necessarily sure what the story was exactly. What was really happening in the backstory is what's... You, and, and I kind of like that by the end, you sort of like get the rug pulled under for, under you and you kind of see that, you know, you kind of work through Lydia's psyche, which is just that she's been sort of kind of fed this lie and, you know, and kind of brainwashed in a sense to think that her dad was this weak person. And you come to find out that in reality, it, it wasn't the case, you know, let's and her dad wasn't the abuser actually it was you know her mom it was like so. inconsistencies too because yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a weak person yet he was very abusive and yeah there were blah. a lot of inconsistencies in the story the the cutting of the hair the, the but then he has a beard so you kind of you kind of start seeing like there's the jumbled pieces in her head and then by the end I'm, it's, it's cool how it comes together and you see oh, okay this is you know this is what it was this person was somebody who was already like an abuser which was kind of like the underlying threat in the whole episode the idea of like you know domestic abuse and things like that whether it was like what she abused and child abuse and daryl's child abuse and right um, revolving uh, themes there yeah yeah and um which was cool because it kind of harkened back to like you know some of the little insinuations that we got in like back episodes like um uh, think about like the episode with daryl and beth when they were in the house and right. you know he kind of talked a little bit about like his dad and you kind of get the impression of some of the abuse he dealt with there and then the episode with him and carol i think it was called consumed when they were in that um kind of like women's battered home or shelter or wherever he was looking at a book for like child abuse victims so like you definitely got the impression you've always kind of known that there was some abuse in his past like growing up so it made him like a good pairing off to kind of like get to the core of what's going on with Lydia because he knows he knows it when he sees it basically right, right. like me was it like attracts like in a, in a weird way mm-hmm. yeah he can pick it up he can he can sense it he can pick it up yeah yeah and, and that kind of what what and then you even you could even look at Henry's like upbringing like things were rough for him and then he meets you know Carol and Ezekiel and and you're talking about at least Carol having been in an abusive relationship. Everybody in that family is gone but her. And then, you know, he gets to enter into this new kind of, you know, version of Carol that she reinvents because, you know, all the obstacles in her way are removed. And she could be like, I mean, what you could consider is her true self in the apocalypse, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yep. it's all, it's all, it all kind of comes together. Each... It, there is a mishmash between all three of them but there's also like it, what I said in the last episode a lot of you may remember because I, I know you guys many of you people around like even Nashville Negan who's, who just popped in um, one of the things that I mentioned I think near the end, end of the episode is there's a lot of yin yang going on, going on here you've got Lydia who grew up in a dark place but has a white center and then you have Henry who was you know had a dark past you know killing Gavin and um, it, but then like growing up eventually like in a wholesome kind of you know 
know, almost not innocent upbringing, but like relatively like pure is 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 free from all the the troubles that would kind of hinder him and become like this really responsible adult trying to build a future. You know, whereas Lydia is kind of like there is no future, and so there's like a lot of yin yang going on. You could even say that, uh, and this is something I wanted to mention eventually, but like Lydia and Carol, they're the centers of the yin yang, the little circles and the little the yin yangs, like the the two parents. They're kind of pull. They're kind of contrapositives. Like they're both dark, but you know, one fights for you know her family building good, and the other one kind of fights to survive, to move on, to be. You know, they both have different motivations for being the strong characters that they are. Mm. So yeah, and then they find each other, and then what happens, right? Uh, Lydia and Henry. So mm-hmm. yeah, Daryl is. Yeah. So Nisa says Daryl is Omega. That's interesting. Alpha is is Alpha Omega and the Omega when they two meet. So. Cool. But, um, yeah. So one of the things that I I wanted to bring up right from the jump also was that we have never seen a pre-apocalypse flashback. And not only that, we rarely, if ever, touch upon anybody's backstory on The Walking Dead. Ever. This is a huge ass first. You think we would have gotten to this sooner? You think we would have gotten a Negan flashback like you always wanted? Yeah. No, that's... It's a travesty. But they did that on purpose, right? I mean, yeah, I think that would they break that would break the wheel. I think that they would they they had to because this group is so The thing is that you have to you have to really think about how you're going to introduce a troop like that, a troop like this because I think with with villains like Negan or the governor, it's I feel like well, the governor you touched a little bit on kind of some backstory, not too much, right? Just right, a little bit, but I think it's but it, like, I think it was more recent, history, yeah, like you know, more so it's recent. not like you didn't go all the way back to the beginning. No, I think that with Alpha, you kind of have to because their group is so bizarre that you have to try and kind of understand, like, how do we, I mean, and we're still not like really like, how did these people get here? I mean, you kind of get an idea of like this person was already a, a psychopath. Like the, the, the apocalypse just basically give her free reign to kind of like, you know, let her her freak flag fly, basically. But like she was already there, whereas people like the governor and Negan weren't necessarily. Well, I mean, you could say they're sociopaths, but I mean, she was like on a different level, you know. Right, right. I guess maybe so, it's maybe when it comes to the topic of abuse. Yeah. You know, there's the, the theme is so sensitive that you kind of have to give it like the entire context, you know. Right. Could be. So, I mean, I, that, there's no other reason why I can think of to for them to kind of break that pattern, you know, mm-hmm. of never going back. Never, never, never finding out. I mean, people will occasionally say where they came from, what they did, but they would never go. They First of all, they would never go into a flashback. No. You know, and no less like a full ass backstory or mm-hmm. not a full ass, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, where yeah. they, how it all went down for them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's really interesting. So uh, Walani says they're saving it for a Negan spinoff. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean that that would be interesting though if if they did some sort of Negan prequel mm. like the prequel to Negan I could see a long road that leads to him becoming Negan I mean they could but I think I don't know I mean they could do that if they if they wanted to but I, I think it would have been helpful to they I mean personally they should have done it during the war it would have broken things up a little bit and not make it drag so much and it would have made him a more sympathetic character to people I think if they would have like just gone into a little bit of his backstory right right but I think we, I think we're getting there now I mean with all the uh, with all what we're see, what we're seeing in the last episode mm-hmm. it's so much more humanizing to see him go through oh, yeah. all of it and still Definitely. get to see that bit of of him being a scumbag 
where well not really but like when you discover that he had like a getaway plan the entire time he was like top dog at the sanctuary mm-hmm. with, with the bike and the and the the canned food in case shit went down right and nobody right. found it in six years mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. so it just it, it's like this little reminder like oh yeah it was a piece of shit <laughs> The total piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, if the shit went down, it was it was all about me. Yeah, he had a contingency plan. Yeah, I mean, it it totally fits. But at the same time, like, oh, that's just another reason to remember who he was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's let us start start with the backstory because um, what's really cool is that what I mainly what I did was like I kind of went through because you know you and me we watch the show twice and we we get some notes and I really kind of went through the lies versus reality and and how and when does it bend around you know when does it go back around and when does she find out really the truth and like what is real and what is fake and like like right from the beginning like the one thing you may have missed is that i assumed that both parents had the tattoo of their daughter's name in the inside of the arm but what Mm. i what i found out was um right from the beginning if you don't notice it he's grabbing his head you don't see the lydia tattoo on his uh arm you only see it on alpha's you know who becomes alpha's arm Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then later on in the episode you see it on his arm and it gets really confusing Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, things start to shift. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't if you don't rewatch the show again, you don't see that it's not there in the beginning. Right, when you, right. You watch the show slowly. You start to say, wait, hold on. He didn't have that tattoo. Why is he singing that? Oh, okay. Right, right. So you see where like the gaps in the memories are. I mean, like mm-hmm. even the way the father goes down mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the at, well near the end of the episode is not mm-hmm. really the way he actually went down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right, yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's but what did you think about like the idea of of them kind of going, you know, start of the apocalypse, you know? Like No, I thought it was good to give the backstory. Mm-hmm. Choosing to do that to go to I think they had to. I think they had to kind of give some backstory to Alpha. Otherwise, like her character just seems so out there that they had to give her some context because I think I think the character is so savage and so extreme that it would have been hard to understand, whoa, where is this coming from? They had to kind of give some context. And they had to kind of give some context to the relationship and why she might be fearful of her mom or all of that sort of stuff. They had to kind of really cement where that's all coming from. So I get it. I understand why they they did it with her. I mean, I wish they would have done it with like, you know, like I said, I wish they would have done Negan backstory just to kind of like, you know, give him some more dimension, which is something that he always needed. Now he has more dimension, but he could have used some backstory back in um, back last season. But I understand why they did it for for her because they have to give some context to the extent of this relationship. Do you think that that they packed enough punch into how serious Alpha is initially? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I I do get the sense of how frightening she is. I just don't I don't feel as terrified. I mean, like obviously the makeup is really impressive, but like I feel like I should be more terrified. Is that really bad of me to say? <laughs> I feel like I could have been more terrified. I think that you have to kind of give it time. I mean, I think it's like the first introduction. I mean, I think I think her introduction was terrifying, but I think there's but also maybe I don't know, maybe it's also clouded because of the extent of things I know that she'll do. So <laughs> okay. You know, That's a good it's, point. that could be clouding it too, but I mean, I think I think that was like the tip of the iceberg. And I think that they already made her way more tar- terrifying than she is in the comic, for sure. Oh, really? Wow. OK. Yeah. And the comic, she's more of like a vixen. And I think that this is mm. they, they decided not to go that route on the show. They decided to make her just a formidable, terrifying person. Right from the jump. Yeah. Right. Not like someone who is powerful, but a sort of like 
kind of superhero, like vixen, poison ivy sort of like kind of character. It's like they didn't go that route. You know, they went a very different route. But I, I'm glad they did that because right, right. I think it makes it, it, it gives it gives more depth and it's easier than kind of going the route that they did in the comic. I think they kind of took a little bit of an easy route with her in the comic. And I think now creating her like this makes her more complex. So I think they have more to work with. Sounds like the governor to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like yeah, a little I, bit in terms of like, you know, giving her a little bit more complexity, mm-hmm. not making her so, um, not wooden, but like, um, almost like monotone. Cause it sounds to me like the comic book made her out to be you know, obviously superhero, like, but uh, not superhero, like super villain, let's say. Um, yeah, I think that they just kind of like went the route of like, oh, you know, she's, um, you know, she's a villain, but you know, even with the bald head, like there's still a level of attractiveness and, and that kind of plays into her eventual undoing or whatever. Here, I don't think that that's going to be a part of it whatsoever. I think that what takes her down in the comic isn't going to happen here on the show. I don't think it's going to happen. Ooh, okay. So that's a bold statement you just made, which is pretty cool. Because I, I also have been having thoughts about how her demise will be. And I've even been thinking about how it's possible that it doesn't... that. Okay, so here's what kicked this off because I figured I think my thoughts need context. Um, was it Lauren Acuna? Um, is she's like one of the people that I follow. I think you you started following her, and then I I started following her. She kind of does blogs and uh, like general horror, but mostly The Walking Dead. So she posted a survey today about um, basically a general survey about uh, the, the Walking Dead season nine. Like who do you want to die? Who do you not want to die? You know stuff like that. Like I don't know why. Maybe to just gather data and see what the fans think. Mm-hmm. And um, and one of the questions was. Who do you most want to die on this season? But what's interesting is she included Alpha and Beta. And mm-hmm. I thought if you needed a way out of that question and not kill off somebody in on our team that we adore, like you could always choose Alpha or Beta. And I was thinking to myself, I was going to choose Alpha, but then I chose Beta because if Beta, um, if Beta was still around, it would keep, it would protect her and there wouldn't be a possibility for her to redeem herself. So there's a, there's a thing in my brain about like with Negan's changes, with the way he's kind of interacting with the world, the way he's coming back. Um, with Judith and I was just thinking to myself what makes us think that they're going to do the same thing in the comic book that they're going to do to Alpha on the show you know how is mm. that going to go down and when you when you were thinking about how her demise was going to be what what are you thinking in terms of changes I don't think anything specific I just don't think that they're going to go some romantic route you're saying with that Negan. certainly is not going to happen you're saying with Negan yeah I don't that's think so. also bold tell just, me tell me why you think that way yeah because like they've definitely built her up to be not interested in that whatsoever like she's just a powerful savage like she's there's no interest there's no love there and so i'm i'm happy to see that because i think it's so easy to go that route it's really easy to just kind of be like okay he falls for this like lothario and then he's part of her undoing (laughs) or whatever and it's like well i mean in the comic fine whatever but i mean for that reason alpha's alpha's run in the comic isn't even all that long right because of that so it's just sort of like that's a waste so i i'm glad that to see that i really don't think they're going to go that route so she'll she'll have a demise for sure but i think that they'll give her a more worthy demise something that's more fitting for like someone like her yeah yeah which would give them an excuse to extend their story arc a lot longer than they would because i mean i think we're all agreed that this whispers arc is going to go well beyond season nine 
nine. Yeah. You know, and probably a lot into season 10. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'd go all the way through season 10? No, I don't think so. Maybe I don't half. Think so either. Yeah, maybe half. I yeah. Mean, Nashville Negan says, I could see Maggie taking out Alpha when she returns. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, and other people are saying the same thing. Like, she's she's more off a rocker on the show. Um, they're terrified of her yeah. as of no, now. She's, I already. felt like she was truly terrifying for me. Yeah. I thought well, it was awesome. Well, especially when you compare, it sounds like too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, she's, like I said, she's just kind of, kind of vixen-like in the comic and that's fine. It works on, on a comic book, but on the show, I like the fact that she is just just scary. You know? <laughs> she's just scary. She's scary. <laughs> she's just like her presence, like the moment that she like arrived was to me awesome because it was just these dead eyes and it's just great. Right. Beaten down face, dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know what? This kind of brings up something that I spoke to with, uh, I don't know if he's on, but, uh, and if, if you are no sanctuary, I can't see you. If you are on the Instagram, Instagram stream, uh, if you want to be seen, <laughs> you can pop on over to YouTube or Facebook. Um, basically, uh, I was talking to him about this thing, this concept of, um, like authors and there are a few there are a few author, uh, authors or writers that um like chuck uh, chuck P- palanuk uh, you know, fight club and all that like where when he writes woman parts like female parts they, they sound like men and you do have the trope with comic books where like you know comic book people tend to look like really good because i mean how it, it's pretty it's not not to say that it's hard to write ugly villains or ugly heroes but and you know people tend to be like more symmetrical featured and you know chiseled out you know you don't get to see the ugly divots in between their face and their nose and all that stuff but like people generally look polished but their voices also sound like sometimes they'll sound more on the like the masculine set you know section of things like men writing for female parts Mm -hmm. so the impression that i got of like kirkman and and maybe these characters that is that maybe there's a little bit too much um like of a masculine or maybe even masculine kind of driven female parts basic female characters is what i mean so uh I think this gives her a little bit more of a fleshed out. I mean, this is a perfect argument that you make for Jeffrey Dean Morgan when he plays um, Negan. Like, there's a it's a lot more fleshed out. There's nuance to his performance and his character, and you see the same thing with the show. You know, you have a you have a female uh, showrunner, and so Alpha is a lot more complex. She's less wooden. She's more terrifying, and she can lean into that. You know, so it seems like there's a there is. I mean, it gives this is really only proving like how right I think you are about how like this the departure slightly at least to the comic book counterpart you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's it just it's just a very interesting idea of how some people will write female characters but they're they kind of sound like men you know mm-hmm. like lothario like we, you were mentioning lothario <laughs> i was like oh she falls for the lothario yeah you know? like it just it's it's just kind of like it's super- tropey isn't it <laughs> It's just super feminine and predictable. Like, so it's sort of like, nah, you know, so I kind of like that the show version is tough. I'm like, okay, good. She's tough. She's not going to just kind of fall from for some dude. Like she's, she's terrifying in her own right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. We, she doesn't need a dude to be terrifying. No. Or to lean into that, like lean in further to that terror. She's, she's right. here. She's now. Right. Right. So actually, and, and Nashville Negan says something very interesting. Well, Daryl's getting Maggie's arc right now with the Whispers. So what happens when Maggie comes back? If Maggie comes back, right? I don't know. That's interesting. But I'm trying to think of in the comic, Maggie's, I don't know, Maggie's... At least with greeting Alpha uh, from the panels that I've seen. But that's, I don't know if the, it, the departure ends there, you know? Wasn't it Rick that greeted Alpha? I think it was Maggie. 
at Hilltop. Mm-hmm. I, could, well, I could be wrong, actually, because I don't mm-hmm. really know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've, I've made concerted effort not to know. <laughs> Hmm. Still, <laughs> no. I'm trying to think, because Maggie, that's the thing. Like, it, it's kind of sad that like Maggie's comic book character didn't make a huge impression on me. Like, I remember, you know, Rick and even Dwight, and you know, I was in Michonne, Ezekiel, a lot of characters. But then, but I have to rack my brain. I'm like, Maggie, where was Maggie in all of this? That's a I good mean, question. She, I mean, she was, she's there, you know, and she has, um, you know, little Herschel and she's definitely like a part of the, of the fight against the whispers, but I don't know, but, but it's, you know what? I, I gotta be honest. It's, it's, I don't know where she would fit in if she'd come back. I mean, I am, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and who's to say that she will too. I mean, she, a lot of that depends on on whiskey cavalier. (laughs) It's not going to, that's going to get canceled. But I, (laughs) Sorry. It does seem a little bit like it's been done. Tropey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what I do think is that, I mean, so let's put it this way. So she's not coming back until season 10, at least, if at all, if not in a side project, because I mean, Mm -hmm. there is talks about a departure, another side, um, what do you call those? Spinoff. Plus the movie. So uh, something I I think I may have said last week was that that you have the spinoff and you have Rick's movie. And I've been starting to think that Rick is not with the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth, he does not, he's not really with them per se. I am starting to think that he's with the, you know, the bigger, more, um, what is it called? The New New World Order? Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? I think he's with them. I think Maggie's with the Commonwealth. I think somewhere in between, I think Maggie's Spinoff is going to be more like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to what Rick's movie would be like a Marvel movie. So if you think mm-hmm. of it in those terms, like Maggie will be setting up the stage to where either, either yeah, Maggie, Maggie will be setting up the stage for the movie, basically, mm-hmm. with the Commonwealth. And then whatever happens at the end of that spinoff, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. But um, that's uh, that's my feeling. I feel like Rick is not with the Commonwealth. But I thought the Commonwealth was the New World Order. That was the thing. Unless well, they'll do it differently. Yeah, the wasn't the, the New World Order like the Umbrella Group? And then the Commonwealth was kind of like one of their, not subsidiaries, but like... It was kind of like their scouting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who weren't completely jiving with the New World Order, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, the New World Order and all of that was based out of Ohio in the comic. Okay. And that's where they they kind of venture out to go see where are these people located. And that's where they find the huge, huge, huge community. Right, right, right. And then the the Commonwealth is based out of where? No, I think it's the same, Ohio. Oh, Because it was only one. Oh, they're all in Ohio. Okay. Like it it was just one. Because in the comic book, there was never that, um, there was never that whole thing with, um, what's her name? Georgie? Georgie that came and gave them the information on rebuilding and all that. That never happened in the comic, but we kind of assumed based on what we saw, like, okay, this is the, this is from the, this is that the the government group basically. Um, And so, but in the comic, it's through the ham radio that they make contact and then they venture out to the meeting place to in Ohio where they finally, you know, kind of come face to face with the Commonwealth slash new world order. Right. So, but there is somewhat of a, I, I guess, because I, I do know some things around well Dwight's du- Dwight's death in the comics um, is that there is a people's revolt I don't know who heads that I mean a Dwight heads that it's, essentially in the comic but yeah well yeah because the New World Order and the Commonwealth functions like a sort of caste system sort of right. way the, and the, and the bees maybe yeah kind of like you know people are ranked based on like how I guess how valuable they're seen or how 
you know, how much of a contributor to the society they would be. And you're kind of stuck, you know, in your, your lot. So that's kind of what creates this sort of upheaval. Doesn't seem American to me. We're all about upward mobility. It's <laughs> <sighs> tough stuff. Yeah, yeah. And well, it sounds like it's like just a whole other pro- a new problem to have too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you going to do? See that? And I'm kind of excited for that. Like, I, I'm excited for new problems to kind of come up too. Like, mm-hmm. the show can't be all about survival and rebuilding and then mm-hmm. that getting destroyed and then surviving again. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's got to be some other dynamic that kind of keeps the show afloat if they're going to go for another decade of show. Yeah. Which oh, no, is, definitely. Which is a whole other conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how long, how, if they could do that, but, right. you know. Right. So, further on to the episode, we go. <laughs> Which we kind of right. just abandoned, which is going to happen. So it's right. going to happen. It's, it's it's what happens when Carol comes on. It's more fun though, honestly. <laughs> just, who <laughs> wants to stay on track? I think we're still on track. I, I think we are. Yeah, All right. we're on one of those like railroad tracks. Those those children sets. We just go around <laughs> in a loop. We come back eventually. We just come yeah. back. Yeah, there you go. Just have to flip the switch, you know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um yes yeah, so as as you're watching the god damn sorry i'm loud as you're watching the flashback scenes you start to notice a couple things and i'll just go through all of them and then we could just basically see what's worth picking apart um you notice that the dad was like we should go out you know we should rather than stay put but really when you start to realize it's really alpha who wanted to get out rather than stay put you start mm-hmm. to also understand that when like things are going south is like she, i don't want to be here with these crazy people right you know um alpha was the one who cut her hair off rather than the father which that was probably the most obvious to to the audience is mm-hmm. that oh he didn't cut his beard off because as you see in the real last scene where alpha ends him he still has his beard on right um and she has her hair cut off um right. and then you start to realize that how like how subtly they're sneaking in the fact that she was heavily abusive to um lydia's father at the very least and she was mentally at least mentally abusive to lydia until she got older where she was physically abusive to her mm-hmm. so you get to start to realize that her power her her like power kind of stems from a being manipulative b being strong and um three being psychotic right <laughs> so, yeah so. yeah Definitely. So, so it kind of sets things up so that you really start to understand her in the present, which is probably a whole other beast that's evolved from that. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. Know, what she's had to be, what she's had to do, what she's had to make people do. And right. What, and, how she, and, she, and Lydia even mentions it on the show, and I didn't catch it the first time around, is that like people get hurt, people die, she leaves them behind, they move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? And, yep. I, and I thought that was really... I feel like Lydia could have... like Either the writers or the directors could have been... They could have made that more punchy so that we really start to get the idea of who these people are mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i feel like you know they could have stayed on that point a little longer um yeah they, they might come back to it yeah oh no i'm sure they will um some people are saying by the way in the chat i'm gonna give i'm gonna watch um the first episode of whiskey cavalier out of curiosity <laughs> so <laughs> i mean we're all gonna because noah's on the show too and uh tyler james right um willie tyler james no oh, i don't know yeah yeah noah from the show he's on oh. it too yeah oh, good for him <laughs> oh good for him everybody hates chris <laughs> Yeah, we said that on the show too. Whenever I saw Noah, oh, everybody hates Noah. <laughs> Where's Terry Crews? Oh man. Uh, um. Oh yes. Um. 
So the, the moment Lydia's memory starts conflicting is when she remem- remembers Alpha killing that guy. And that's when you see, start to see her memory kind of getting fuzzy mm-hmm. because um, that's the thing she definitively remembers truly, right? The only thing mm-hmm. that she's been thinking that is true, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and it's, it's the words weak, pathetic, and there's no room for you here. And they mm-hmm. click to the windpipe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> somebody said in the chat, everybody ate Noah. <laughs> Oh, it's Nisa. Too soon. <laughs> very good. It was very too, good. That is very good, though. It's it's always too soon with Noah. I have to admit that that yeah, the that way he went down was the worst. Was one of the worst. That was one of the worst. That was actually. Oh. Is there like I would put that in for the worst death, but even worse than by the way the way Glenn got it. But like, if there's a worst death, what do you, what do you think is the worst death that anybody's had on the show? That was up there. Yeah, that was definitely up there in my memory. But also the the son of uh, what's her name Diana, oh, like Diane Oh, Deanna, right? Deanna, like her son, Spencer? not no, not Spencer, the other one oh. who like went out first in the factory. The, yeah, he got like pinned, and then they, he was eaten alive. Right, that right. was bad, and that was the same season. I think that was a few episodes apart from Noah's episode. I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, man. Yeah, I know that somebody. It was a Nicholas, right? Wasn't that Nicholas? Nicholas, no, Nicholas was the no Nicholas oh. was the one who shot himself next to Glenn. Right, right, right. Again. Oh no, you know I'm confusing <laughs> it because Nicholas is the one who got Noah killed. Do you remember? Yes, yes. Yeah. And Glenn had to watch Noah die. That was a really graphic season, actually. Right. That really got me. And you know, I'll be, I'll admit, I reacted even harsher to Glenn's death. But like, I'm but just remembering Noah's death is yeah, that was really bad. I, I feel worse about that. Yeah, that was when, that was bad when hope dies um oh one other thing that i noticed about the the flashback scene Mm -hmm. um did it did it not feel that it took forever for the that one guy to turn Gosh. Right? I don't know. I'm not sure how much time passed between like the worrying point. that he was going to stink. And I'm like, how long has he been on that um, set of skids, you know? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know how much time passed. Like, I want to see if <laughs> Sean is saying, it seemed like two days. <laughs> like, but that's what it felt like if, if they're already worried about the guy stinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, which is odd to me. Like, what, a, what an odd break in continuity. Or, or maybe there's a different physics going on here. Maybe we're learning something. Maybe people, when they died, didn't turn like in exactly what is what they said 72 minutes. Mm. Like, would you be able to sleep as quickly knowing that this guy died, you know, like an hour and a half? I'd be up like for three or four hours. I think that they didn't know at the well, they didn't know at the time. True, that- true. But, but you know, what i mean like like with a dead body standing sitting you know lying right there would you be able to sleep in that short a time like two hours i mean i guess like they're just exhausted so i mean they i mean emotionally exhausted from everything i mean and they're kind of cooped up in this this warehouse so maybe they just don't have any other options so it's like all right well i'm just gonna go over here and just try to like get some rest and sleep off this insanity right power down So who knows? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so the last thing I wrote about that was like, oh, when she fully remembers, Alpha kills her father in the chaos. It sounds like you know, and it sounds like she's going through everything her mother made her made her do basically throughout time, and like it being like just telling her over and over again that you know this is what happened. This it, it was because of this. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is what led to this, and this is why we have to do this mm-hmm. because this this and that. Like oh, she's she, she's a good woman. She's a good woman. She's a good mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and and it was the baby the baby crying like that a baby can exist in this community but 
there's a, something really interesting about that, and that's um, if you saw the sneak peek to next week mm-hmm. from Talking Dead. Yeah, there's a person with a baby in the group. Exactly. So why does Lydia? Um, what is? Why does that set her off? I don't know. Why does she the same pull thing. back? Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about that that obviously sets her off. So I'm guessing we'll find out more. But there's something about I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it does make you think. And it could look. I'll give it. I'll suspend disbelief a little bit. I'll say you know maybe she snaps out of it because she's kind of in it. You know, she's been talking about it. She's, she's trying to remember and maybe the baby kind of sets her off or whatever it is. Something definitely has to do with the baby. There's something about the baby that probably, I, I don't know, but there is something there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, embedded in her or whatever it is, but yeah. Yeah. I thought that we, I thought I didn't even think of it till now. Like why would that have set her off if we know that there are babies with the whispers, which I think maybe was a mistake. Like maybe they shouldn't have done that. But mm-hmm. um, what, what do you think? No, I don't know. I mean, maybe she had a baby and like something happened to it. Wait, Lydia? It's possible. Whoa. Whoa. It's Whoa. Possible. Remember, That's... the whispers do have like a culture of like just we're animals. Like there is a rape culture with the whispers. Obviously, right. like there was a person there with a baby. So that is happening within the group. So maybe. But, but we don't know that yet. I mean, we're not supposed to know that yet. But even though we know that yet, but maybe that's and this is the one thing that's going to be I don't know if they're just going to imply it, right? They might imply it. I don't know. We'll have to see if they kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I thought at first like, oh, they're not going to go there when they kind of were making Alpha very much about like a kind of like domestic abuser, like in terms of physical abuse. I was like, okay, well, maybe they won't go there necessarily with like the whole rape culture that the Whispers have because it's more about like a domestic abuse and that sort of power, you know, sort of thing. But then when she kind of like, kind of like got traumatized and wanted to go back to her cell at the sound of like hearing a baby cry. And like, then we see like a baby and like the group, it's like something about this, like obviously has set her off. And I mean, she is, I don't know, like about Henry's age, I'm assuming. Right. So she's got to be like like 15, 16. I'm guessing some kind of teenage, some kind of late teens or something. I'm guessing. I don't know. I mean, could she have been pregnant? I I don't know. Right. Possible. Right. Well, and yeah, I think the thing that you're trying to say and not spitting it out is that, yes, one of her group may, well, no, not just one, maybe a lot of her group raped her. Yeah, yeah. Convinced her was the common good. There was that that holding the knife at her throat, that really large machete to her throat. Right. Mm-hmm. So what basically, just to make it clear for everybody else, she was raped mul- multiple times throughout many years in her teenage years, like four mm-hmm. or five, let's say. Mm-hmm. And she was pregnant and something happened to her own baby. Right, potentially. So that's interesting. And if you that makes more sense to me to resolve that issue because then um, while she's talking about her mom lying, well, not I don't know about lying to her, but like saying that these communities can't survive, and then all the lies she told to her to convince her of that, seeing the truth in front of her, realizing that she didn't have to get rid of her baby. What? Yeah, it's very possible. It's entirely possible. Um, My mind is kind of blown right now, and I'm I hope they do that too. That would be so heavy for this show. I think it would. I think it has to. I don't think that they would kind of insinuate and make her have that kind of reaction for nothing. They've got to revisit that. They have to. Like, I feel like they have to kind of revisit why she had such a visceral reaction. Right. To be like, put me, bring me back to my cell kind of reaction. Right. Put me back into my cell too. Wow. And think about that. 
if that's true and she wants to be put back in her cell, the thing that she had to do, right? Mm -hmm. That her mom told her to do. And and what does that make her? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's sticky. Yeah. In in a bloody way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's highly possible. Had you written that down or did you just think of that now? No, I thought that when I was watching it because I just thought like... God, there's something about her reaction that obviously like it's like a the sound of a baby is like traumatizing like it kind of like takes her to some sort of very bad place right right and even if it maybe if even if it wasn't her own baby like maybe she saw something that somebody had done mm-hmm. to another baby i don't mm-hmm. know yeah but something that would really really just screw with her and that she had to forcibly say this is for the good this because mm-hmm. my mom said all these things were true mm-hmm. yeah oh and then she unravels Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I need to recover here. I don't even have a drink. <laughs> it, it's it's possible. I mean, I don't know, but it just seems like it's something. Something's there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so now drilling down further on like the interactions between Lydia, Henry, and Daryl. Um, yeah. I mean, like all these things that her mom was saying wasn't possible, her finding out that they are. And then also the, I think, but one thing that we kind of gloss over just a little bit, if we don't think about it too much, is that I think the fact that Henry could have received the gift of second parents is also pretty big too. Like, mm. I think Lydia can't grasp the idea that when your parents go, they can't be, that, that they can be replaced by other parents that are loving mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like oh daryl's your dad naturally but like no no i have other parents no 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 i had parents before that they you know they died mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. holy crap you people will take care of you when your parents die mm-hmm. it's a novel concept right, I, th- right. I think it catches her off guard is what yeah I'm no I, I hear you i think so i can yeah. see that all things can, and especially like when you listen to, when you watch the show a second time you kind of realize oh she can't understand this kid because he's had too many parents yeah she's just not used to that Right. People taking care of her instead of moving on. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has had the luxury of Alpha being her mom, but is it a luxury? I'm not no. starting to think. No. No. Um, I thought something stupid while I was watching, but like the idea of the egg, like Easter's coming up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Passover. And I think the symbol is kind of the same, the idea of renewal. Mm. And she initially rejects the idea of renewal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. Like we're all getting a little religious right now. Yeah. Getting an education. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> so, I see what you mean, though. Yeah. This, the idea that things can come back right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know jesus <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah i um, hear you but okay so now that we're at this part but like what do you think and what do you know about when when lydia says hunger is a gift hunger is a gift like hmm. i think most people don't understand that like that what, what that meant but i thought maybe with the comics knowledge you would have had an idea of what she was thinking that seems like a, almost like a comic nod i didn't know that i didn't pick up on that one though i i don't and maybe i need to look at the comic again to see if there was anything that i missed but yeah the hunger is a gift part it didn't it didn't remind me of anything from the comic hunger is a gift hmm. don't think about it and we can um let me see here yeah henry's naivete i think we should really address this fully on because a lot of people had a problem with him. I saw a lot of memes about Henry. Like <laughs> I saw like pictures of Henry talking to Lydia. Oh, the kingdom is just a mile this way. And then like in the next like corner quadrant of the meme is like like it's showing um like a, a simulated Google Maps mm, of the mm-hmm. hilltop in the kingdom. Yeah, I, I mean 
I, I know a lot of people really annoyed, but I think that was the idea, you know, like his, his behavior is meant to annoy you and be like, are you idiot? You know, are you an idiot or whatever? But he's what, just, he's, stupid? he's just, he's just a naive teenage boy, you yeah. know? So it's like that behavior is, is par for the course, you know? And he knows it. He like when Daryl kind of calls him on it, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like oh, he doesn't damn. realize right. it. Yeah. Oh, and, and Nisa's saying Henry needs to die. <laughs> She is savage, by the way. Um, she loves the episode, but Henry needs to die. That's just that's just what it comes down to with her opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, we already predicted him as a Pike uh, victim, and I'm a little oh, worried about my so. own prediction. Wasn't he on our list? Not mine. I think he's going to be around. Oh, I gotta I gotta revise our list then. I don't know. I I thought maybe he was on it, but I don't know. Uh, on my part, I think he's still going to be around. His teenage counterpart friends, now nah, they're done. Not so much. You think yeah. Addie's gone? No, not her. But the two teenage boys that were like peeing in the hole and all that, I'm like, they're done. Peeing in the hole. Yep. Done. Yeah. I am starting to regret. We did talk a little bit about last week. We we went through the idea of, of Ezekiel being on the pike. Yeah, he's done. And Sorry. I know I've been thinking, though, about it. And we, we kind of went through it a little bit. but And I don't want to bring it all up again. But we kind of went through the idea of maybe Carol being on it. Because I wasn't sure if we had said Henry was, was going to be there, too. Um, mm-hmm. And to see Henry and then Ezekiel being there, it's just kind of like torture porn. Like Carol seeing, you know, the people she loves and the people she's interested in dying. You know, it's just having her to go through all that again just doesn't seem right Mm -hmm. you know after like surrendering to loving ezekiel and feeling safe like as in the episode like henry goes through the idea of you know when my mom uh before carol became my mom she grew her hair she had her hair out and you know she got abused by her husband and she decided to cut her hair short so she couldn't get pulled around by the hair Mm -hmm. and she only grew it this long now because she knew she was safe right and no she's not so and that's that's really fucked. The, but that is the apocalypse. So I I I think that I I think Henry will be fine. I don't think that he's going anywhere. But I think Ezekiel. I think I think they'll they'll stick to the comic, and I think Ezekiel will be will be gone, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to think that way. Like there were the rumors that were never really confirmed. But I mean, you don't need rumors. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate too. Like, how does this? How do you think this changes Carol? Right? Does this does this change Carol? What does that do to her? Does that does she find a middle? I mean, you can't swing that far like left when you've been when you've been. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Swing swing that far the other way once you've been safe in this spot and once it's happened to you too many times i mean she was almost giving up on herself when um do you remember that like scene in the road where she has that little mini gun and she's like putting her hands up please kill me and then she shoots all the guys with this little gun yeah mm-hmm. uh, i mean she's she, and then she hides out in the cabin right outside the kingdom mm-hmm. you know, she's ready to go she's ready to be done right and i don't think she can swing that far in that direction again mm-hmm. you know so i i, I I often think about like how this is going to affect her. Yeah, I mean, you know? I think I think like she'll you'll be lulled out of a sense of sleep, basically, and kind of. You mean complacency, like right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Okay, then maybe taking it a step further. Then does Carol and Alpha? She could. I would see that more than Maggie. To oh yeah, be honest absolutely. With you. Yeah, I, I would see that more for sure. 
I could I could definitely see that as an option. Maybe this is could be this would be like one of those faded things. Like there can only only be one of me on the show. Hey, could be. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Some of the people are saying like, yeah. I mean, Walani's saying Carol and Alpha. Yes. Yeah, um, I think so. I, oh I wait, look at this. Uh, in TW Tell uh, Telltale season one, you know the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee cuts Clem's hair because she was attacked and held by her hair. So there's this. There seems to be a theme, you know. Yeah. Oh, in Red Machete, guys. In Red Machete, the little the little girl basically has to cut her hair because her sister dies because the walker pulled it. Oh, you know. Okay. So I mean, some of it's because of survival. Some of it's because of domestic abuse. Yeah. So, yeah. which by the way, I mean, I ever since we did that giveaway, I, I'm desperate to kind of um, start the that series again because it's ending in um, I think two more months, maybe three. So if I can catch up, we'll be that much richer as a species. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So Henry's hope. She's a. She's just a good person who got messed up there. And Daryl. By the way, and he t- Daryl takes his advice. Basically, he says, just basically like. He he tries to talk to her after being unsuccessful with the ladle trick. You know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think part of him is just trying to treat Lydia like a horse, like he's breaking in a horse, like breaking a horse, like a stallion. Right. And I think coming in with the switch, and and I think the switch is when he tried his like another approach, like tries to talk to her about abuse and tries mm-hmm. to connect her on a, on a personal level. And I think that's what worked because he does the same trick he does with Henry again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meaning let Henry talk and and have her reveal like her name first of all and then um he does the same thing again where he he gives her honey instead of vinegar right and then mm-hmm. he says you know i know what abuse is like basically essentially and um you know and he's and he really tries to fix her brain like you're thinking that your dad's the abuser but your dad wouldn't hold you and, and sing sing to you to kind of calm you down that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a monster to me um and then he kind of leaves <laughs> he leaves before he gets to tell you know because you know you think you're supposed to share yourself you know your story and but he leaves before he can do that thus setting up henry so that he can swoop in naturally and just like connect with her you know not mm-hmm. leave her hanging like that because mm-hmm. as you see like with Henry's and Liddy's interaction like he was there the entire time just kind of reading her mm-hmm. you know yeah so I mean he's it's turning out to be that like Michonne was really really right about Daryl like he really does know how to lay out a good let's say trap yeah, he knows he's a good judge of character. Yeah, yeah. Um, this kind of gets me excited to see Daryl kind of to see what he falls into. Does he? Do you think he becomes? Do you think he falls into any sort of leadership? Do you think he'll stick around the hilltop? Part of me doesn't think so. I'm not sure. I am not sure. But what do you want to happen? <laughs> I don't know. I think they. I think that he will take on some sort of leadership role. I think he's going to have to after all the the heads on the pike. <laughs> yeah, you only have so many leaders left. Yeah, I think he's going to have to, mm. to an extent, but maybe partnered with Negan. Oh boy! Oh boy! I mean, of all the people that would partner with Negan, though, I think he would be the last, though, right? Because of what he did to him. I know. Or does he associate it... that more with Dwight? Right? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I think he still hates Negan, but I think I think that Negan's going to prove himself to be useful in some sort of way and potentially judith might be that connection who knows um Hmm. but well so like the little ass kicker bridge yeah i can see that hmm, that's interesting i mean walani's saying uh i want daryl to lead hilltop but she's i think she's saying no to a negan daryl partner partnership (laughs) i know i know i'm the you know everybody knows i'm the biggest negan apologist yeah oh he's not such a bad guy (laughs) misunderstood he's just misunderstood guys come on (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I, I do think that they're kind of trying to set up this Negan arc. And I think especially with this Judith Negan kind of relationship, you know? Right. Which that's, you know, that's what really gets me is if is if Alpha and Negan do find some sort of simpatico, it's going to, I mean, if they don't set this up right, it's going to feel alien if they do it at all. And I really kind of go, I really went into it the last episode, like how it's very possible because of his promise to Judith that like a lot of the shit that's supposed to go down does not go down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, it's, this is a really good opportunity to kind of go back and, you know, to the last episode episode at the very least and say I mean did you what did you think about that and do you think this changes the Negan character I think it'll evolve I think that he does have sincere appreciation appreciation for Judith I think it's sincere I think it I think it is he does have some sort of sincere relationship with Judith and I don't know and I think he feels some sort of sense of loyalty to Judith maybe also to Carl in a way um, because he did always have a spot a soft spot for him right um, so he might want to and also you know, Negan's about order, just kind of like the governor had this thing about order and rebuilding. They, they both were about kind of rebuilding civilization and order and rules, maybe to like the nth degree. Alpha is not that. Alpha is about like, we don't want civilization to come back. We're just animals and we're going to live like animals. That's not what Negan believes in at all. Oh, you yeah. Know? So, I Wait, mean, was the Negan in the comic all about order too? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. Just checking. Rules, okay. you know, punishment for, you know, accordingly like it was it was about rules you know and Alpha is the opposite of that. And very I mean, much. By the way, another another example of that is in one of the sneak peeks um, on AMC.com. She goes, um, you crossed into our land, there will be no conflict. You killed our people, there will be no conflict. So already there's there's no sense of retribution. So I mean at the very at, on the surface level, according to her right now. Um, you know, you crossed in, no, you killed our people, I don't care. But you give me back my daughter or there will be conflict. So that's mm -hmm. there's like this weird there's no real rules except the rule where you give me back my daughter. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. seems like she's more emotional than she is or whatever you know like about getting hers mm -hmm. than she is about any rules so kind of to your point you know yeah there's no rules when it comes to the whispers they just live their life like okay we're animals we if we have to do this we do this because we need to do this and that's it but there's right. no like you know acting like civilized human beings you know conforming to society's rules like they don't they don't believe in that and they don't want to go back to that right right kind of like the wolves when you think about it kind of. Yeah, where they embrace being mm -hmm. literal animals, mm -hmm. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the whisperers are? Some of them are of the. I. Do you, I think we'll may, we may see some of the whisperers be among maybe the wolf contingent. Do you think? I don't know. I mean, it's been so long since that time that who even I, I wouldn't even remember or recognize. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. I'm I'm reading this now, and this actually will give me a good springboard right now. So Nisa saying, um, she wants her back, wants Lydia back because Lydia might tell them about the whispers but here's the thing um that may be so but what what we know it was we saw two scenes in which we saw whispers listening in the background it's the the one scene where they find the dead horse and and the, the the dead eating the horse and the next scene where they're trying to find luke in the middle of the night and the whispers are watching them there too and they but they reveal at both times that in the first one that lydia had lied about the whispers being gone and no more on the second one they find out that at least uh, you know some intel on this new group, you know, Magnus' new group about how, you know, how much they care about Luke and they wouldn't 
leaving behind and blah, blah, blah. So they have that intel about Luke, how much they mean to them. So they had, they know his value and they know the Hilltop's value system or whatever. Mm -hmm. So my point about at least the first part is that they know that from the first bit of intel that Lydia is basically lying on their behalf. So she's worth saving maybe. Uh, Like what Lydia says is that she would leave her behind and yet Alpha comes. And maybe the only reason why she comes is because she hasn't been telling them about the whispers. um, And if she leaves her there, there's a chance that they, she might eventually, you know, based on those two bits of intel that the whispers happen to, you know, take about them, about this new group that they encounter. The five minutes are up. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta, I gotta take care of a dog and put a toddler to bed. Well then, everybody, say say goodbye to Carol. Dave is going to take it from here. Dave is going to take it by the, the dead horse that that he beat just now. There you have it. It's, all right, thank you, thank you for coming on, Carol. It's really of like a, a breath of fresh air. As always, as the always same here. Okay, we'll we'll try this again next week. Yes. <laughs> oh, good night, hon. Say night. say good night to the kitties for me. Oh, of course. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. It's just you, me, and the wall, guys. Right, you know, what's interesting is we don't really have that much left. Um, oh, I just want to note one thing. And for the audio listeners, you're not going to get it. But I hung up Matt's poster, the one he did for my 40th birthday behind me. It says, The Walking Dave. And he basically put my face on the Rick Grimes poster. And it says, um, what does it say? Fight the edge, fight the age, fear the decades on it. And it show, and instead of the school bus that he's standing on in the poster originally, he actually took photos of my car and he photoshopped them into the into the photo so i'm standing on the side of my own car (laughs) so it's a great photo if you um go to instagram facebook or twitter you'll see uh on twitter and on facebook you'll see the 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 jpeg that he used to make the photo on twitter i literally i just took a photo of it and I, i happened to post it before i swapped out the the photo with the jpeg so you can actually see the full screen of it there on uh facebook.com slash squawking dead and um uh twitter.com slash squawking underscore dead so check that out <laughs> um you could probably download it too if you wanted to if you want a picture of me by the way the thumbnail that's being used in this episode is it shows part of that is going to show part of the uh that poster on it so i, th- I thought that was that cool um yeah should i put i should put on it t- i should you know what if i do put the image on the t-shirt walani um i will give him like at least half of that because it just makes sense um and that's like pre-cost so you know and then i'll make two dollars if that <laughs> that'd be great um yeah I, so i'm glad i'm kind of glad that like henry what's really interesting is that you you come across henry he seems very naive you you get really frustrated with him as daryl does and daryl does what we always want to do to henry and when we're frustrated but then you start to realize that henry like the fact that henry's right and that he leans into this and he happens to be right about the approach and daryl kind of leans into henry shows how special their relationship is and um and uh i i, I just thought that like that the show kind of subverting our expectations on that concept like we're really frustrated with Henry but at the same time we we find ourselves suddenly realizing wow on this show the kid is right about this girl and uh, on based on nothing you know so it feels kind of hokey but you have to suspend your disbelief long enough to kind of fall in but what's really good about that is that it um it allows Daryl to find the actual solution you know and part of the solution is actually him digging deep 
and realizing what's really going on and to face certain truths about himself and where he's come from and where he's gone and how he got there and how he even he believes in the rebuilding when he didn't believe in rebuilding before episode five of the season do you remember rick's plan making things better bringing communities together building this shit up you know yeah and the bonus to that like uh walani is saying is is daryl taking care of henry for carol you know that's that's a bonus that's icing on the cake but the fact that they get along is actually huge um and they're actually getting each other and then like also lydia mentioning like at first that oh daryl's your dad right so i mean that's that's kind of fun to play with and uh who knows maybe uh for you carol shippers c-a-r-y-l um maybe that will be true It's Henry's third dad. Okay, waiting for laughter because there's a lag. Okay, laughter over. Um, and then Henry saying, um, I'm glad you and my mom are friends. I thought that was like aces. Um, okay, so a couple things. <laughs> Nisa, no, Daryl's with me. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's possible. You'd have to get on the show, uh, Nisa. You can't be a female Negan. There's already a Negan. Um, and you can't be, you could be, you could replace um, Nadia Hilker. I could see you going that route. Um, and being Magna, you should cos you should po- cosplay Magna. Nisa is what I'm saying. Like I mentioned, like in my notes, like how um, as much as I want to see a more serious uh, leadership from Tara, and we do see her step into those shoes, I was kind of glad at the beginning of the episode that we got to see of <laughs> got to see um, Tara with some more Tara banter because I kind of missed that, you know. And all and, and as much as I want her to be a more serious leader to lead Hilltop, I do still want to see like jokey Tara, funny walk. Um, um, no, no knives. Uh, you know, and then he just like, she just like impales the dude in the head. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I, getting to the coal, coal, the cornfield, Kara, um, and Shigen, <laughs> Nisa, um, the idea of Coalport and we you know what they talk about in Coalport. I just love the idea of that. They're still sticking to this idea of survival isn't enough. Luke is the heart of the group. He's always advocating that we stick together. He's always advocating that we vote. He's the civilized part of our group. You know, he's, he's what keeps us together. And um, I just like that idea. And then when they come back and then you see the whispers come in and Connie's kind of like telling to go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm worried about Connie, especially when you see in the sneak peek that Daryl kind of goes to the gates and says to Alpha, no, no deal. Lydia stays with us. And then she goes, wrong answer. And then she she brings out basically a herd behind her. Um, and so I'm a little bit worried about Connie because uh, a herd n- smells things. It sees things that people people will not will automatically dismiss usually like a herd will find the food uh, a walker herd will find the food so i am a little bit worried about that too and you do see like one of them actually reach connie so i i don't think anything bad is going to happen to her but i i guess it's something to look forward to because it's going to be pretty exciting and who knows what's going to happen after that will connie end up with the whispers as a hostage too i mean it's yeah hmm it's going to be something to watch. Um, we also noticed that uh, that Tara is a lot rigid, a lot less rigid than Michonne because you find out that like even though like if if the if Magna's group pulled the shit that they pulled uh, in Alexandria, Michonne would have them out on their ass. But the in fa- there was evidence that you know if you know if you don't pay play by the rules, you're out. You know at, at Alexandria. So they did the, they did the same thing at Hilltop, and and Tara was gracious enough to kind of let them in. I thought it was pretty cool of Tara like. She She's the cool mom, you know, letting people in and, and um, you know, realizing that there's, you know, that people are dying already. Let's not lose more people like Jesus and, and whatnot. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think we talked already about the sneak peeks. Uh, Daryl doesn't want to give Lilia back. Tara's afraid they'll kill Alden and Luke. Um, one thing that they don't address really is that Alpha actually in the AMC.com sneak peek for the next episode, um, Alpha asks who the leader is at Hilltop. And this is something we've all been wrestling with. Like now that Jesus is gone, who is the leader at Hilltop? And um, they still give no answer. Like Daryl's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> And then, and then he's like, "Okay, I'll address all of you." Um, and then this is the part where she launches into like, "You crossed our land. You uh, you killed our people. I don't give a damn. I just want my daughter." Um, and so I just thought that was really interesting. Hilltop has no leader. Tara doesn't. A- That's interesting. Tara Tara doesn't answer or Tarol. I mean, if you remember, like Tara and Daryl, I think it was no, it was Rosita and Daryl. So I called that. Um, oh, it was Darzita. Who? Oh, <sighs> Guys, help me out. It was it Tara and Daryl with the garbage truck, or was it Rosita and Daryl? I think it was Rosita and Daryl, but I I think it might have been. I, I remember coining the term hashtag Tarryl T A R Y L when it came to the garbage truck that they drove into the sanctuary. Um, yeah, yeah. So help me out there if you get a chance. Uh, the only thing I have to add, really, beyond this is um. We do see in the sneak peeks for next week, you know, at the end of the episode, is that the kingdom is on their own journey. Um, And it involves Jerry, Diane, uh, Ezekiel, and Carol. And that, I I think we're all looking forward to that because I think I remember uh, um, Cooper Andrews like tweeting, like showing us behind the scenes shoot shots of that episode. And it looks pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Actually, no, it wasn't Daryl. It wasn't um, Cooper Andrews. It was uh, one of the minor hilltop parts. uh, I think her name is Michelle. Michelle, I can't remember her name, but it's like Cshimo on Instagram, and she shared, and she also plays a walker as well. But she showed pictures of the next episode, the, like a little BTS on that episode, um, relating to that. So I, it, the scenes looked pretty cool. It looks like they're in tight quarters fighting fighting walkers, I think. But it may be also, I don't know if it's an, an intro to the uh, to the whispers. Hmm, not sure. Uh, so I guess that remains to be seen. Beyond that, uh, I think I leave the floor to you guys. Oh yeah. Well, Eugene. Eugene hurled on Rosita near the end of All Out War. It was like a couple episodes before the end when he decided to kind of fight for them. Um, the, the garbage truck was, I believe that was a couple episodes before that because that's when the Heapsters abandon Rick. Um, uh, they find out the guy in the outpost is stripped down. Like, it's surprising what you remember when you do a podcast on things. Um, and then, you, yeah, you have all these scenes with Eugene at the sanctuary. So yeah, the, the whole hurling on Rosita thing that comes like not way after but like several episodes later um but yeah mm. yeah okay that's interesting Kara um I think I mean I think that um I think that Tara that Tara Kara I think that Tara um would make a good leader though um I don't think ha- how good of a leader she would be to fit the hilltop formula um, based on what we know about the hilltop itself. Um, I don't think hilltop can do it alone. I don't think any community can do it alone. I don't think any community. It does kind of bring back the idea of what Rick said um, right around the prison, you know, when it came to staying or going. He basically said it's up to all of us. Now, I know that's not realistic the more people you have, but I do think that um, there is a model in which, and at hilltop it's proven so, and uh, we spoke about it last week is that you know hilltop needs two leaders at the very least you need the guy that's the front-facing guy and the guy that actually makes things happen you know so that was maggie when it was gregory it was jesus when it was maggie and now it seems to be daryl when it's tara so maybe that's maybe daryl's right maybe it's not important maybe it's good to not know who the leader is you know but things happen anyway and they have nobody to blame or maybe you do need somebody to blame maybe gregory was was kind of like their godsend for a really long time because you can hate on his ass but he got things done so uh yeah and alexandria 
Ministry has a council. That's a very good point, Nisa. Um, so they do it that way. Um, but yeah, see, and that's the thing. Um, uh, Michonne kind of screws up the council. She kind of, maybe it's the fact that she has more weight or sway, let's say. People listen to her. The council listens to her, let's say. I don't think, I think the council would be motivated to rule against her if it came down to it. Um, yeah. Um, but Walani, I think she would get permission just as kind of like a formality, I think. If you really have to think about it, like she's re- she's rec- she's a good person, I think, too. I think that makes her a really, really honorable, good person. Like, and maybe is there room for that in this in society? But still, she checks with Jesus because he's officially the one who's been elected, and she re- respects that. And I mean, otherwise, I think she would just like sign off on it, you know, just let it go. I think she would do things, you know, without his permission. But that's the thing that doesn't change the fact that people look to Jesus as being the leader. So even though Tara's the one that's getting things done, I think Jesus still gets the credit for it. And I think that when things go wrong, Jesus gets blamed for things and Tara doesn't probably. So, and six years is a long time to go by without an incident. So just remember the riders shit happened. Maybe that's what also got Jesus to start checking out too. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Um, anything else uh, before we call the, we might just call this a quiz. I think this is the shortest episode by proxy, like having Carol on the show, um, kind of going through everything really. Um, the episode had meat, you know, we talked about some deeper concepts, but, um, I think, uh, I think that really much, co- that pretty much covers it. I mean, to be honest, I thought it would be a little longer, but apparently not. Yeah, exactly. Like what, and that's the thing, um, t- uh, Kara is like, what made him check out? Was it because Maggie wasn't around? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Um, but I, I, I looks like a lot of shit is happening next week. Or I don't even know if that those sneak peeks are even from next week. But it would be interesting to know if we do get to see the kingdom again. I think we're due for a little Alexandria action too. By the way, I know we got a little bit um at the beginning of the episode, but nobody was really awake. I also think uh, they're gonna. What's really cool about sneak peeks is sometimes they show they don't show the scenes um that we were kind of hanging on uh in the first place. Like so, uh, in episode nine, we kind of leave off with um. Judith and Negan heading back to Alexandria and you know I think that's where they're gonna where they're gonna pick us up again too and I think it's interesting when they don't choose those scenes in the sneak peeks because then you're like oh yeah I forgot about them and then we come into the show and uh, and you start to see that and it's pretty great um but yeah I think uh, let's let's just call it a wrap let's call it a wrap guys I think we can keep this pretty simple if um if anybody got and if any let's put it this way if you guys want to continue the conversation uh do this first um like the show on YouTube Facebook Facebook. Um, just keep commenting on the episode. We can continue. Um, cause I, I did this before with, um, Cosmo Mamo nine, um, Rachel, um, who, by the way, uh, if you don't know Cosmo mom, Oh nine on Instagram, um, she has a talking dead super fan entry. Look for it. Um, should be under Rachel B. Uh, she is the one who's displaying her art and it's a bit of a long video and it's near the, it's near the bottom. Let's give her some upvotes guys. Um, I think that's a really good idea, but yeah, can, let's continue the conversation in the comments we can probably I, I can maybe even bring some of the comments that you give me or you can DM us uh, the easiest way to do that is on Instagram obviously but on our website on the bottom right there's a little chat bubble that you can use to DM us on Facebook and Twitter hit us up yeah and, and give Rachel B an upvote on the talkingdead.com superfan site uh, I don't know exactly the website but I might put it in the description below um, but yeah other than that uh, let's call it a night and uh, you know I'll see you on your own lives using my backup phone uh, and yeah, we'll talk soon. Um, 
Actually, so what's interesting is, yeah, so Rachel B. is um, CosmoMom0909, uh, so you can hit her up there. Um, yeah, so I am taking, um, uh, if you do have a desire to do a long-form discussion uh, on this show, and I have mentioned this before, I am taking submissions when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, host, like being a host on the show. Um, some people have done that already, um, and uh, all you got to do is just send in like five minutes, ten minutes of just talking about the show, you know, and then we'll see how it goes. Um, and then we'll see. And I basically just adds you to the Instagram group and then we can see where you're at. Uh, I already, I, I'm in talks and I mentioned this last week with the, with BMNY Deadcast. Um, those guys, uh, I have Ashley, Ashley Weidman. Uh, she was going to be on the show, but she, she backed out at the last second. Um, you know, and so I'm just trying to get a list of hosts so that we, I can really kind of keep on track um, and, and get more interactions. By the way, and like when you'll notice that when we have other people on the show the show has a lot more flow we have a lot more back and forth it's a little bit more palatable to listen to i mean it's it's a lot better than waiting for the lag and, and to catch up and everything so yeah so if you have anything send me a five minute reel and let me know how you do and that's it really let's call it a night let's let's get some sleep motherfuckers um if you have any thoughts on the show comment like subscribe do all those things it helps so much ratings help a lot visibility is key i want to be at the point where i cannot be able to keep track of the chat that's a good problem to have and then i'll figure out a way to solve it so uh with that we were <laughs> squawking dead take care guys <laughs>